We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Bama Nation, you are watching uh, All Access by Prediction. Uh, I'm yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But no, y'all not here for me. Of course not. You are here for these two outstanding ballers for your Alabama Crimson Tide. We got Malachi Moore, senior defensive back at the bottom. We got T.M. Smith, big-time defensive lineman for your Crimson Tide, coming off the Iron Bowl. It was crazy at Jordan-Hare. Alabama getting the 27-24 win. I got home safely. These two young men got back to campus safely. But first and foremost, foremost Malachi, Tim, how y'all feeling right now? Y'all feeling good? Yeah, good, yeah. man. We falling okay, off. I mean, I, I'm, I'm doing good, guys. I, I, I can't complain here, but just just off the rip, I mean, uh, that game at Jordan here, first off for you, Malachi, you know, your freshman year, you had a huge interception against Auburn in that game in 2020, but to be a part of that atmosphere last night and how it ended in the way that Jalen Milrow finds Isaiah Bond, which I, I spilled a drink in the booth after that happened, but don't tell Josh Maxson that. But uh, what was your just initial reaction from, from the atmosphere, the fans, just how that ended? Uh, my initial reaction, I kind of was at a loss for words, so to say, because it was like you, it was just 14 31, and uh, the chances of winning in that situation. And for us to just come out and execute uh, and make a big time play like that, I uh, kind of had to regroup because we had to we had to go back on the field for defense though. But uh, it was it was just a lot of excitement. I mean, I know, I know it was crazy, and then of course you know for you, Tim, you being on the defensive line perspective, like, like how was that for you trying to go up against this run game and uh, how you're watching Jalen Miro throw that? First of all, when Jalen Miro threw that ball, Tim. What was going through your mind? Uh, I actually had walked my, I had made my way down the sideline to try to, you know, what I'm saying get a better angle of what was really going on. But at the time, I was just like, I have a feeling this is going to be a touchdown. But like, how? Who's going to get it? Like, who's going to catch it? Who's going to score? I, I knew we were going to win. It's just one of those feelings. It's just like, who's going to get it? And then Bond ended up making it in the corner, and shoot, we won the game. That was. Just, it was just trying to wrap my head around what did I just witness. I mean, for, for, for real. And, and then, like, what's, what's crazy is for y'all's class, the 2020 class, y'all, you guys were able to beat Auburn four years in a row. 
Like, that doesn't happen a lot. That doesn't happen often when you look at how big this rivalry is, how much it means to everybody within the state of Alabama. So, I mean, just for the both of you, starting off with you, Tim, I mean, what does it mean to be in a class where I leave Alabama knowing that all four years I took that W over Auburn? Uh, I really I really wasn't even aware of that until, like, um, like you said, like you had just mentioned it, like, we, it was just a, a thought process of we've never lost to them. Like, I, it was just like they're the next dudes on the schedule. But I've never really thought of the rivalry as too much like that. I know everybody in the state of Alabama does, but I'm from Florida. So, like, the rivalry doesn't hit as hard as it does for everybody else, for me. But at the same time, I understand that we got to go out there and handle business for the state of Alabama. Uh, for me, um, I kind of, I don't know. I really wouldn't say that, like Tim said, I wasn't thinking about like going for and against them. It was more thinking like, um, let's just beat the next team we play because they're the next team on the schedule type deal. But um, after the game, like it was definitely uh, nice knowing that we went for and against them and like the last class to do that was like 1981 or something like that. So I didn't know that either. So uh, yeah, it, was just, it was just a, a cool thing to accomplish. So, guys, I mean, as, as we look at now, you're going to the SEC championship. You're taking on Georgia for a conference title. And uh, I guess and, and kind of just kind of just setting the stage up for this. I mean, what are you guys looking forward to the most going into Mercedes-Benz Stadium, taking on a Georgia team under Kirby Smart that you know runs a good program, an outstanding program? But Malachi, starting with you in that defensive secondary what are you looking forward to the most going against guys like Brock Bowers and just the offensive pieces that they have on that side of the ball? Yeah, I feel like on the defensive side, we are uh, really as a whole team that we have a lot of tough competitors on this team and a lot of, a lot of good competitors on this team. So we always want to go out there each and every Saturday and prove that, that we're the best and, um, no matter who we play in. And I think that's just another good opportunity uh, this Saturday. And, you know, they have a good team. We have a good team. It's going to be a fun one on Saturday. Tim, for you, I mean, for you also being defensively on that defensive line, you get to go up against good offensive line, so good on good. But for you, what's the adrenaline in your mind thinking that I get a chance to dominate a guy or have a shot to dominate a guy opposite me in the SEC championship game playing for the University of Alabama? Like, What's your mindset heading into this title matchup? Uh, really just to stop the run, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we got a great defensive line this year. Uh, a lot of guys in rotation as well. Um, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're confident in our preparation, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we're, we're more excited about, as a defensive line, as a group, we're excited about the run game and stopping that, you know what I'm saying? You can make a team one-dimensional. The game's pretty much wrapped. For Okay, guys, so for me being – in media, for us, it's like, okay, this is a game. We, we, we talk about all the, the hype stories and the raw ride and that matter too. Y'all don't care nothing about that. It's 11 on 11. It's man on man, see ball, get ball, play ball. So when you look at, you know, how this matchup sets up both teams, uh, I mean, uh, what do you like about just, just the history of you got Coach Saban on one side, you got Kirby Smart on one side, two really good coaches, two guys that believe in the philosophy 
But I know for a fact Coach Saban is going to look at this whole team and say, like, we want this one. We care about the SEC. We want this SEC title. What's going to be Saban's mindset this week going up against Kirby Smart? Uh, I think I think Coach Saban kind of approaches every game, kind of approaches every game the same. Um, I feel like to, this week he might be a little bit more onus, kind of just because it's the SEC title game, and he might just let us know what what this game means to um, our program and our fans and um, a lot of people who support us. But, yeah, I think Coach Saban going to, the, to every game uh, with the same level head as he does, and I think he going, he's going to be excited for this one. In terms of just, you know, offensively, guys, y'all have seen this offense grow each week. Like, Jalen Miro's balling. I mean, we always knew he was athletic. We always knew he was that guy. But now he's lanking them, as y'all say. He's lanking them for real to where everybody knows, okay, th- th- this guy's the real deal. Like, he's throwing it, he's running it, he's making plays everywhere. And uh, here's a matchup where he could take the next step of letting folks know that this ain't the same mill row from week two against Tech. This is a whole different cat right here. So starting off with you, Tim, what's it like going up against mill row in practice and what should we be looking forward to hugely against Georgia, if it's anything new at all? Uh, as far as practice-wise, man, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, so you got a talented guy back there with a talented offensive line. So it's like even when you think you do got a sack on him, it's probably a touchdown when you go back and look at it at film. But um, it's great to see how much he's grown and improved from week two, like you said. You know what I'm saying? Seeing to be able to sit in the pocket and throw those deep passes and make touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I, I love it for him. I love it for our team. And I just hope he keeps getting better. All right. So we bring in Dominic to the show. Dominic, you're right here. Interactive podcast, all access by prediction. Malachi Moore, Tim Smith. I'm just right here enjoying the conversation. Stephen M. right here. Dominic, how are you? Doing great, thanks. How about yourself? Man, I, I, I can't complain here. You got 27-24 Bama in the Iron Bowl with the win there. So I, I cannot complain whatsoever. Definitely. Great game. Appreciate you guys. I uh, was just curious. I know this has been a, a, a real, um, you know, impressive season for you guys, you know, bouncing back from the loss early uh, in the season against Texas to now reel off all these victories. And, you know, the big one is coming up against Georgia. I was just curious uh, heading into that game. What do you guys think on the defensive side of the ball you've improved on the most since that Texas loss and how you guys think you, you know, are more prepared now to face Georgia? Uh, I would say defensively, from a from a secondary standpoint, I would say we were just uh, learning how to prepare a lot better, uh, learning how to know our opponent and study film throughout the week to know what we're going to get and uh, letting our rules apply when when we see something different. So I think that's been the biggest thing for us, uh, just making sure we over communicate on the back end, and because uh, we're all on the same page then. Uh, we can execute anything that's called. Awesome. 
Yeah, to really piggyback off of that, it, that kind of ties into my job as well as a defensive lineman. Like you said, to make sure all the checks and calls, everything, know what we're going to go to if anything changes. Like, that's definitely one thing we've uh, gotten better at as we've gone throughout the year. You know what I'm saying, making sure we're talking and communicating, everybody's on the same page. Very cool. Thanks, guys. Thank Absolutely. You. In uh, facing the Georgia offense that has a talent like like Brock Bowers, who right now look like top ten, top fifteen draft pick next year's NFL venue, how how do you go about defending that or, or taking that away when you look at somebody that can do so many things, route running, catching the football, blocking? How do you go about defending that? Um, I would say. Um, well, we haven't we haven't had our meetings or anything yet this week, so we just got to see what uh, game plan the coaches have set out for us. But I would say uh, that he's definitely a player that's on everybody's radar when you play them. Like you said, he can uh, catch the ball, block in, um, run the ball in the backfield, do a lot of explosive plays, and um, he's a very talented player. So uh, I just think you have to know where he is at all times and um, always find him and make sure that um, at least somebody got him. Get away in on that team, or are you like, nah, I'm good? <laughs> yeah, as a uh, defensive line, you know what I'm saying, uh, lineman, it's kind of hard for me to, you know what I'm saying, get a matchup against him. But as far as, like, you know what I'm saying, matchup against the team in general, that's, we're just going to do our job, man. Stay true to our gaps, stay true to our keys. Whatever he gives us, we're going to work with it and execute. Y'all may not remember this or notice at all, but I go back to the both of you freshman year, COVID shortened season in 2020. You take on Florida for the SEC championship in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. Of course, my main thing was getting that hot Chick-fil-A sandwich. That's just me. But as I'm watching the both of y'all in the first SEC championship game as freshman taking on Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts in Florida. First off, for you, Malachi, what do you remember the most kind of from that game? Uh, and is there anything you're taking from that game to help you this time around against Georgia? I know y'all played Georgia 2021 SEC title game, but what have y'all mm-hmm. taken from the experience against Florida, the experience the first time against Georgia that y'all can use here, starting with you, Malachi? I feel like the people that have a, that have experience on this team of going to um, a big time game like this, they have to just um, relay the message to everybody. Like, yes, it's a big game, but it's also so to speak. Uh, I think it's important for everybody to stay calm and level headed and not get not get too high or caught up too much in the moment. Because um, getting caught too much in the moment, you can become emotional, make emotional decisions, or out there trying to make plays that you that's, that's outside of your job or outside of your responsibility. So just making sure that we come into the game doing what, doing what we do to, uh, that got us there. And that's just playing for 60 minutes, um, being relentless on both sides of the ball and being physical. Uh, I'd say to keep just keep fighting. Um, like you said, a prime example of our freshman year with the, the, the interception that Florida got when Mitchell recovered it, him and Smitty. Um, like just to keep fighting throughout the game, you know what I'm saying? A lot of things can happen, you know what I'm saying? You may think the game may be over because of one play, but that's definitely not the case, you know what I'm saying? So from the past two SEC championships that we've had, you know what I'm saying, uh, down there in Atlanta, just 
I was saying keep fighting till the clock hit zero. Okay, so okay, so before before we get into before we get into the fun stuff, and I'm really gonna get into this fun stuff. I got one. I got one. I got one final question right here before we get into before we get into the real real fun stuff. So for, for the both of y'all, start off with you, Tim. Was there a moment this season prior to where you guys are now where y'all thought, okay, we got this. This lank mentality is really taking over. We found our footing. Okay, now now we on go mode. Now, now we really going. Was there a moment this season prior to right now where you thought, okay, now we on go mode? Uh, I'll probably give it the Tennessee week. Um, with the preparation that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, um, you know what I'm saying? I was being able to go out and finish the second half, like just starting, um, you know what I'm saying, push, finishing the whole game, you know what I'm saying? Being able to shut guys out in the second half, I feel like that's kind of where guys really, you know what I'm saying, started to buy into everything and play for each other. For me, for me, I had – I could start seeing us become a complete team. Um, I would say the old Miss game, just holding, uh, just holding an explosive offense to to ten points, um, and then our offense just uh, managing the game how they manage the game, um, and then making the plays when they need to be made. And I feel like after that game, we kind of just kept on building each and each and every week uh, on both sides of the ball, and. Um, we just come to work every, each and every week. We just keep working, and um, we always say we're not satisfied until we get what we want. So, All right, people, we're going to bring in Connor to the show. Connor, you're right here with Malachi Moore, TM Smith, all access by prediction. Welcome to the show, Connor. Appreciate you having me. Thanks, guys, for taking the time out of your busy schedules. I know you guys are going at a mile a minute. Um, I know you guys, you know, even on this interview and other interviews that you guys do, um, you're always asked about football. So I thought I'd kind of change it up a little bit, give you guys a little bit more of the floor. Just curious, like during your off time in Tuscaloosa, if there's like a favorite activity or a favorite place that you guys go to that just to see the other side of you, you know, you guys are both talented football players, but love to see what you guys do in the off time just to pass the time. You go first, yeah. Uh, me personally, I like being outdoors. Uh, I'm from Florida, so uh, anything like just being outdoors, nature. My uh, actually, my teammates down here um, f- uh, taught me how to fish. So since that, like in the summer, that's pretty much what I've been doing with all of my spare time when I do get time alone. So it's either fishing or either uh, just being out in nature. Yeah, for me, I would say um, a place that I the only place I really go for real, like to get away, kind of is when me and my girl go on walks with our dog uh, by the river, um, and that's like a nice little winding down time. Um, we get to see the sun setting down, and it's just it's just a good time to just get away from everything. Awesome! Thank you guys for that. Absolutely. Thank you. Guys, y'all both mentioned marquee games that y'all felt like, okay, we ready. Tim, you brought up Tennessee. Malachi, you brought up Ole Miss. I'm going to bring up mine to both of y'all. Texas A&M. When y'all went down to Aguiland and Jalen Milrow had the 300-plus yard passing game, three touchdown passes, 
And you guys defensively were able to hold that Jimbo Fisher offense to, what, three points in the second half. That's what I knew. We all went down to the crazy swaying 12th man and got that done. That's when I knew, okay, this, this team's finding something. I don't know what that something is just yet, but this team is finding something now. Of course, you guys are playing for an SEC championship. But so we all know Nick Saban's intense, but he's also funny. You know, he's Mm. even got at me a couple of times. I mean, I asked him a question, tried to play it off to him. He didn't take the bait, but, you know, he's got at me a couple of times. He's got at y'all a couple of times, but – the, the funniest Nick Saban story between uh, Malachi or you two, whichever one of y'all want to go first, the funniest Nick Saban story that y'all got right now. Mm, the funniest story. Um, oh, that's a tough question. That's really a tough question for me. I spent so much time with Coach because he's in our uh, meeting room and staff room. I mean, not staff room, but he's in our um, – Indy drills, he just with us the whole time. So I get to see I get to see that side of Coach Saban a lot. But um man, a real funny time. Well, I could say my freshman year, when I first got here, it was like the second day of fall camp or third day. I think we was in shells or whatever. And Coach Saban had uh, I had messed up or something and he was talking to him. And I was sitting there listening and taking the coaching. And um, he like he stopped talking, and they said one defense on the field. So I was running off the field, so I wouldn't be on the field. But he had stopped talking, and so when I get to the sideline, somebody like tapped me and pointed where coach was, and I turned my head back around. His face just bloodshot, vein popping out because he thought I had walked away from him, like um, like I walked away from him when he was talking to me, but he really had stopped talking. Um, but yeah, that's probably that's probably one of the funniest moments. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> well, fun. But now, uh, I say mine. Uh, it's probably, I think it's a recent one. Um, another one of my D linemen, Tim Keenan. I think he had. Uh, this is a practice a while ago, and I think he like he had got through the gap or something, and like he was like, uh, and like saving, he stands like where the white hat usually stands for a game, like right behind the offense. So like I think he had got through, and like he had almost hit saving, and I think he had made the uh, the joke of this ain't what your ass won't ninety six, but it's funny hearing that come come from him, knowing that this is a three hundred and ten defensive lineman <laughs> and if we really wanted to we could run you over but that's that was probably the most recent that I found hilarious like him threatening us as big as we are talking about some this ain't what you want I have a different type of funny saving moment kind of a kind of a funny but different type of saving moment so mine was 2015 <laughs> It was uh, spring ball, and Cooper Bateman, like the quarterbacks were going through. This, this was Cooper Bateman, uh, Jacob Coker. They're all going through the routes on air just throwing the football. And uh, Cooper Bateman throws like a fastball. It hits the ground. It comes back up, and it hits me in the Magic Jewels. Just hits me right there. I fall to the ground. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me like, world going on. I lock eyes of Coach Saban. And he just turns away from me. <laughs> I, I, I look at Coach Saban as if to say, you going to help? And he just, just turned and walked away. 
Just went back to coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there. It's bad. <laughs> I get up. Yeah. I, I, I eventually, I eventually get up. I get up, you know, go back, you no know, off the field, up into the press box, whatever, to sit down as he comes up to speak. But I'm just looking at the coach like, you see me here. Just took a shot. You see me? You ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> he, he just didn't say a word. So that was that was mine. W- 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 between that one and uh, I'm at the most recent Knicks kids function, and I ask him a question about football, and he's expecting the Knicks kids question, and I throw him off. And he's like jokingly coming at me, but I thought the football one where I, where I got hit there with the ball, that was uh, <laughs> that, that was not the brightest yeah. even moment. And uh, Coach Saban <laughs> did not want to take the time to see if I was okay. But it's all good. I love Coach. It's all good. It, 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 that was funny. All right, we got Tony ready to come in. So let's bring in Tony to the show. Tony, you're on Interactive Podcast, all access by prediction with Tim Smith and Malachi Moore. Tony, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Good, good. Good to see y'all. Thanks for uh, taking time, man. It's it's all, all y'all. It's appreciated. Um, so question, um, and either one of you can take it or you both can take it. So is, is the speed on the field against Georgia different? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's different, but I would say like, like, cause last 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 night was a was a fast paced game as well, um, but I would say it, it's something that you would normally expect. Um, I really don't know how they look in person because we haven't played them this year. Uh, we'll see that this Saturday, but um, I probably get a little bit more feel for how they play and uh, their tempo of their offense and things like that uh, as the week goes on. Right on, right on. Tim, do you, do you have a different answer to that or no? Yeah, no, mine's pretty much the same. Um, as far as, like, uh, watching film and everything, I can't really say too much. But I'd say, this, like you said, this week game, that was pretty much a – they did go tempo a little bit on us. I don't think uh, Georgia's a lot different from what uh, they're going to do. But um, at the same time, I did, but, uh, we'll have to see going, on, going forward watching the film for this week. Gotcha. So like super important question, like how much trash talk goes on when, when you guys, you both connect on the field? Uh, trash talk between who? You, you the two teams, you, you guys and, and, uh, Georgia. Uh, it's probably, it's probably going to be a lot of trash talking. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It probably, it's probably going to be a lot of trash talking out there. Who's, who's the worst? I feel like it's the like I feel like it's never really us to say anything crazy or out of the blue until someone feels the need to say something to us. Then it's just like, bro, play ball. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. It's okay. Um, all right. La- last question, because because uh, I got you guys. What is your like? What do you guys listen to? What's your like b- like pregame pump up music? Like, what's on your playlist? What do you got? Um, I got, I definitely got some young boy on there. It's definitely mostly young boy. Um, some Huncho, um, some little baby. I got some G Herbo on there. I got a little bit of everything, but mostly everything that's um upbeat, fast, and um, yeah. Tim, what about you? 
Some of the similar artists, uh, mine would be Kodak, uh, Lil Baby. I got a couple of G Herbo songs on there as well. Um, Lil Dirk. And um, uh, Glock 9. I don't, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's a Florida artist, but. No, that that's cool. Is is there is there one in either one of yours where you're like, it's a guilty pleasure, and if somebody saw your playlist, they'd be like, oh, like I can't believe that song's on there, but y'all listen to it anyways, because nobody's uh, hearing it except you, and nobody's gonna know your answer except for us right here right now. Yeah, um, nah, on my, on my playlist, I try to keep the same like. Um, the same type of emotions that I get from the song. Like I try to keep all the songs the same. Cause like once I hear like something that get me going, I'm not going to want to switch to something that's like more mellow or chilled out. So Celine Dion didn't sneak her way into either of them. Nah. (laughs) Right on. Well, listen guys, thank, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, good luck, man. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you. Guys, did, did y'all ever give Will Anderson grief for the slow jams on his uh, on his playlist for the R and B? Did y'all ever give Will Anderson grief? I I, I did, I did. <laughs> um, Kyle, what did you do? I'm like, how does he? I was just saying, like, how do you how do you go out there and place it into to R and B stuff that when you wanna. Um, go give your girl a hug or something like that. Like how you? Ty, he, which, he, like, he he got that one Jodeci track, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I just don't see how he do it. I mean, maybe before, like I can do. Like we have a little ride to the stadium. Like Auburn was like an hour ride to the stadium, so I didn't put on like my hype music. Then, like I might throw on some R and B or something then, just to keep me, um, keep me good there. But as soon as we get there, like. It's over with. I'm throwing on game day playlist. Tim, Tim, did you did you ever give the Terminator you know any grief for his R and B playing us during his time at Tuscaloosa? Oh, I actually wasn't aware of his playlist. Um, I knew he had his some of his music taste is similar to mine because I don't like to hear all that rah rah stuff all the time either. Two different, I have multiple different playlists, but um, I was not aware of that or him listening to that before a game. So um, a lot of things are starting to make sense now, now that I know that. But, um, yeah, it's just I, I wasn't aware of that. And, hey, if it worked for him, well, it clearly worked for him. So, hey, I might have to find out what he had on that playlist. Also, uh, Will Anderson, don't don't come at me, man. Love you. <laughs> don't don't come at me, Will. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for me, come talk about the playlist here. But uh, I, I don't know – what I mean, I don't know what y'all look at when you look at just the different traditions that this team has. I know for during the home season, I'm walking through the quad and it's chaos. Like there are tents everywhere, there's food everywhere, there is screaming fans everywhere. I'm trying to not get mobbed. Um, so it, it's it's a lot of, of tradition that makes this school what it is, but. I mean, j- just for, for you two, is there a favorite tradition, team tradition that y'all have, whether it's you, you're walking up to the Walk of Champions to Thunderstruck blaring through your ears or, or whatever the case may be? Is there like a favorite team tradition that y'all have? Um, 
Favorite team tradition. I would have to say it's probably it's probably Walker Champions. Or or um coming out of the locker room. Oh, okay, so stick with the Walker Champions. Who got the uh, best suit game on the team? Because y'all be getting, y'all be rocking some clean suits. So who yeah. got the best suit game, tailor made suit on the team? Who got it? Uh, I don't know. Cause a lot of, a lot of guys on the team got a lot of nice suits. Though that's that's the hard thing. Everybody kind of be trying to step on game day. But uh, we definitely we definitely got a few guys that is, did a lot with the suits and stuff. So, but 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 they ain't just that one guy. You like, man, he's stepping on their neck hard. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like it be it be multiple dudes like that. Like you just come to the after Friday walkthrough, everybody getting dressed and getting their suit. Like, oh, okay, he got that on today. Oh, I right, he's stepping too. Oh, okay, I guess we all fresh today. You you guys came so close to getting that ring twenty twenty one with Bryce Young at quarterback. So. That setback and watching that confetti fall, and it was not for Alabama, how much did that motivate y'all to, okay, we're not leaving here without that second national championship? Just I remember just sitting there watching the confetti fall and um, them taking knees, and that's like the worst thing to me in the game is when the other team is taking a knee because you know that it's, that it's over and um, that you can't do nothing about it, but – Pretty much the same, man. It's, it's, it's not a good feeling, uh, especially when you know you don't have a chance to go, like you said, like you don't have a chance to go back out on the field or, you know what I'm saying, enough time to keep fighting to fix it. It's just it's just a helpless feeling. Um, as far as motivation, you know what I'm saying, yeah, it's, it's definitely a feeling that you don't want to feel again. Um, it's not like losing a um, regular season game or anything like that. It's uh, something you work hard for throughout the whole season. You know what I'm saying all the work you put into just to, you know what I'm saying not to get the results you wanted. So um, it's definitely it's definitely not a feeling uh, we want to feel again. But you're definitely using that as motivation as well. So I, I I consider myself guys more I guess more media than fan. Though I do have a, I, do I do have the fan consumption when, when it comes down to this program, this team, college football as a whole. But just for the Alabama fans that watch you guys every day, they're watching you at Bryant Denny. Uh, they're watching you, you know, on their TV, you know, at home. W- what does this fan base mean to the both of you? Seeing how passionate they, uh, seeing how passionate they are, how devoted they are, how much they want to see everybody, you know, on this team succeed. What, what do the Alabama fans mean to both of you? Um, I love them. Because it's like you literally you can go anywhere in Tuscaloosa and get a roll tire from anybody. Um, you know what I'm saying? And if they're a real fan and they do their homework, some may call you by name, some may just recognize you from the games. But um it's it's amazing, you know what I'm saying? They know you too have support literally everywhere you go in Tuscaloosa. But um yeah. Yeah, I would say the same thing. We uh we really appreciate our fans and how passionate they are. And um, how much they are behind us and support us, especially on. I think the biggest thing is when we go on away games, man. Like this year, the fans on the away games have been tremendous. Um, especially like last night, whenever we made a good play or a big play, something like that, 
our fans was 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 loud. The little fans we had in Jordan Hair was, was was loud, and um, we really appreciate that. And we we noticed them, and um, uh, we just hope they keep continuing to support us throughout the rest of the year. So I'm I'm gonna take it upon myself before I even ask this question. I'm gonna take it upon myself. I don't know if I could contact Milrow or Terry. I gotta get me a Lank shirt. <laughs> I, I gotta make uh, it my business to get me one of the Lank shirts. But putting that to the side for a moment here, you guys have a chance to create some chaos. When you look at the college football playoff and the committee and trying to get into the playoff to compete for a national championship. I mean, uh, I, I, what would it mean for you guys to go in, uh, handle business, take care of Georgia in an SEC championship and find yourself creating that chaos to get in the playoff. What, what would that mean for this team and especially you two? Uh, it, it would mean everything, man. That's that's what we do all of this for. This, this is what we do spring, fourth quarter, summer workouts, fall camp. Um, this, this is what we do it for. We do it for to get to the end of the road and hold that trophy up at the end. It mean a lot to this team, and I think we definitely would um, be grateful for that and take it on um, with a full head of steam. Yeah, definitely to pick back off of that, like extremely thankful. Um, like Coach said, I saw the time, man, we can't be in a position to where we uh, leave it up to the committee, so you know what I'm saying? That's what it does to go out and handle business, you know what I'm saying? For us to establish our dominance with them, you know what I'm saying? Go keep the score uh, separated. But hey, we go out here and handle business against them. It's like we're forcing them to put us in the committee now, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be thankful for the opportunity we got. Now we're going to go ahead and execute on the next team. <laughs> so, so, so what do, what do y'all think about next year? You're going to have the whole super conference. They're doing away with the divisions, SEC East, SEC West, doing away with that. You're getting Texas and Oklahoma in the conference for real starting next year. I, have y'all put any thought into that? What do y'all think about that of no more SEC East, SEC West? And then you got Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference. I mean, do y'all have any thought on that? Or, or y'all like, I mean, I, I may not even be there for that happening. <laughs> that, that may be partially true, but hey, man, I'm, I'm happy for them to be a part of the uh, conference, man. That's just more competition for us to go ahead and dominate. Um, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful for the opportunities that uh come with them joining us so i don't have an issue with yeah. it i mean it's definitely like it's kind of like moving on from your childhood a little bit just because the sec has just been the same ever since i started playing football now in the sec it's all been uh sec west sec east um always so now seeing it kind of change i think it's I think it's going to be good. It's definitely a different experience for us. Like, I, I don't know if we're traveling to them, like to Oklahoma, but I don't know if Alabama has ever played Oklahoma at Oklahoma. But um, I think that that would be a cool thing for for uh, the university to be able to do is go 
uh, play those teams in, at their stadiums. Um, it just adds more competition to the to the league, and uh, that's what we want. We never shy away from competition. So we, we, we get it. We get it, guys, that, you know, C- Coach Saban's the head honcho. Love Coach Saban. That's the head honcho. But two people on this team that I really enjoy, Miss Terry Saban and Coach Sid Burns on the sideline. Like, it's something about those two, Coach Sid and, and, and Miss Terry Saban. And uh, what have they meant? not only to the program, but just this year in particular of uh, they're right there. Like Miss Terry really right there front and center with you guys, encouraging you guys, lifting you guys up, building up you guys. And then having coach said kind of the energy gasoline behind Saban kind of feeling that fire right there. What does it mean to have both of those two right there with you guys? I think, I think it just sums up the, identity of this team so to speak um from a camaraderie standpoint and from a chemistry and uh just being close with each other man and um that's something that's something that we love uh it makes it easy to go out there and play with your brothers and then seeing miss terry right there cheer you on right in the middle of everything like yesterday she gave me a big old hug after the game um and it's from the beginning of the week <laughs> to the end of the week, see, I always end us with the with that right there in the hallway or anything like that, just keeping us hyping. Um, yeah, man, they just it's almost like one big one big family, man. No, nah, I definitely agree with that. It's definitely like one big family, man. It's like you see, said we get on the buses, he's standing right there at the front of the bus with his fist up and his cup in his other hand. Ready to greet us, you know what I'm saying? Keep us in the right headspace, motivated. You know what I'm saying? It's just, <clears throat> it's, it's good to see, you know what I'm saying, that it, how much everybody else believes in us other than just our brothers, you know what I'm saying? The guys we play next to. Obviously, we know uh, we got each other's back, but to see that everybody else on the staff believe in us just as much as we do is just an amazing feeling. All right, so guys, ma- ma- major thought right here, major one. This team hoist the national championship at the end. Uh, does Miss Terry and Sid both get a statue? Do they both get one? <laughs> I don't feel like that's up to us. <laughs> I feel like that's up to the university. But it would, it would be cool if Coach Saban and Miss Terry and Sid had a little whole little statue out there. Like, that would be a little That would be dope. I mean, I mean, would that not be dope, though? Like, would that yeah, not be dope, be dope if, you know, Greg Byrne – Able to work that out to where you get Miss Terry, Coach Saban, and say it all in like one statue. Like, man, that'd be dope. Yeah, that would be dope. You would have, but I mean that 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 that'd be fantastic. There, they they were able to get that uh, get that to happen. But folks, this has been the uh, all access by Prediction Interactive Podcast right here with Alabama student-athletes Malachi Moore, Tim Smith, both on the defensive side of the ball after getting that win over Auburn at Jordan-Hare. These two young men are preparing for an SEC championship showdown with Georgia on Saturday in Atlanta, Hotlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Getting ready for that one right there. 
I'm yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate you guys for checking out the interactive podcast, Malachi Tim. We thank you. Like I thank the both of you for hopping on here and doing this. I know you guys are moving. You guys are grinding. You guys are in the, the battle of trying to be you know, a national champion once again. So I commend the both of you uh, for taking time on, on, a, on a Sunday to spend here with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you for having us on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for us right here. All access by Prediction Interactive Podcast. Signing off. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.